Greetings, everyone. Carol here with Arts Live and Local this uh, June 10th, 2022, and it is almost the first day of the Third Dimension Classical Music Festival with the Hermitage Piano Trio and seven special, special guests. And you know, most of them are sitting right here, and I can attest to the fact that they are special. <laughs> Some of them more than others. <laughs> and uh, soon you'll meet them all because I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Some of them uh, um, arrived here at 2 o'clock in the morning, one of them at 4 o'clock in the morning. So that was about when I was going to sleep. So... Um, Everybody is a little wild in this room. And uh, I just want to send out some amazing, special happy birthday wishes right now to um, Chuck. That would be Chuck, who long ago was part of the team here, president of the board, and a programmer, Chuck McLaughlin, turned 94, and he is still rocking the world. He was a jazz performer. He rocks the world with politics and love. And Renee and Jamie and my brother Bob in New York and Terry and Doug Sweet, whose name I think most of you know, and uh, we'll save Dinah for later dedicating this show as ever to healing for all in need, for all who are suffering for whatever reason, physical, emotional, psychological, from acts of violence or from illness. And we all know that art and the arts and music, which is part of the arts, are one of the if not the best way to deal with healing. So, with that said, I'm going to introduce, I've got the mics on. Oh, now they look very serious. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, right next to me is actually someone very familiar to most of you who live here, and that'd be Jennifer Crockett, who's the executive director of the Liberty Theater. This next two weeks, however, she also is one of the special guests. For those of you who don't know, she is a professional clarinet player. But I asked her to tell us a little bit about how this whole thing came about. And I'm going to ask Sergey on that mic to um, pitch in here because, uh, I don't know, do you have a title no. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is a very democratic group. It is. Uh, okay. However, if anything goes wrong, I'm going to turn to Sergey and say, help. I also have the man here who used to be my right, left hands and feet and head, and that's Carrie Lewis, and I'm thrilled to have him here in the studio. Hi, Carrie. Hi, hi, hi. Good but, to be back. But he's a... Uh, he's one of the special guests, too. So I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. 
What should we do first? Do you want to talk a little bit about the how the Liberty, what the Liberty is doing? And then, Sergey, you start with a little introduction, and let's just take it around the room. Because Sergey and Ilya are two-thirds of the Hermitage Piano Trio, which many people in our area uh, are very familiar with, especially if you appreciate classical music or any good music. So, Jen, come on up close and take it away. Sure. Thanks for having me, Carol. This is Jennifer Crockett. Um, so the festival started, uh, Sergey and I had been talking about it as early as 2018. Uh, we had planned to roll it out in 2020, and as everyone Oops. knows, yeah, <laughs> all of 2020 plans fell through. Uh, we did do an abbreviated festival in 2021, uh, just last August. And then, so what you are seeing this year is the first sort of fruition of our planning. And um, a lot of how we operate through the festival is um, Sergei fulfills the role of an artistic director. He chooses the programming and lines up the artists. And I see my role as um, executive director, facilitator. We you know, do the marketing and all of the logistics of the festival. And uh, it has really been a pleasure to work with him through this process. I think we, we have a really fantastic festival to present. Well, it looks that way. I was just, um, where, where can, by the way, where can people see the program if they haven't yet? On our website, libertyastoria.org. Um, the full program is on there. There's also a breakdown of shows, who's performing when, um, all of the various reception evenings we have as well. All the details live on the website. And the festival begins tomorrow, folks, June 11th. Tomorrow evening at the Liberty Theater, 12th and Commercial, and it goes all the way through the 26th. And it is quite fabulous. And if you've got your uh, computer or telephone there, um, you can check up on these folks because I've got the faces right in front of me, which is really cool. But you have to look online and then come to the concerts and see them for real. Sergey. How are you feeling about this finally happening after two years? Good afternoon, everybody. Um, it's hard to describe with words how I feel. Um, overwhelmingly happy and grateful. Um, talking about titles and, and stuff like that. Um, and you asked me if I have a title and I don't. And uh, I'm super happy about it because... Um, I have a, a strong realization that if it wasn't for Jennifer or Liberty staff or the community, uh, the festival would never happen. So it's not my achievement. It's more of the Jennifer's and community's achievement and everybody who is performing during the festival. So um, I'm, I really feel privileged, to be well, honest. It's definitely a team effort. This is amazing, though. And and um, so this is Sergei Antonov. Where did you come from? Where from are New you York. living? New York. New York. You're in New York City. Okay. And uh, Sergei is the cellist from the Hermitage Piano Trio. Um, next to him is the 
person who came in at 4 o'clock in the morning, so take it with a grain of salt. However, he is an extraordinary piano player. Now, I happen to know this because I've been watching it for years and listening, too, and um, enjoying it. So, Ilya Kazantsev. Now, you say it. I'm going to let you folks say it so you get it right. Okay, Kerry, why don't you say that? <laughs> Uh-oh, I have a feeling somebody else has problems with the Russian. <laughs> so, Ilya Kazansk, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. So happy to be back to Astoria. It's like a second home to me. Well, Love it here. Great. We're thrilled that you're here. And... Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Solomia Ivahiv. I'm a violinist. I'm Ukrainian-American, and I live in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. And did you say what you play? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm a violinist. You can't <laughs> miss you. it. Well, you, you talk so fast. I mean... <laughs> I run 300 miles an hour and multitask. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I can, I can spot it there. Okay. I'm Kerry Lewis, and I go very slowly, <laughs> very slowly, and I, I play the piano. And Kerry is also an extraordinary pianist, and uh, actually, I think I've seen more of Kerry playing music than anyone in this room, including Jennifer, um, and you live in Portland still? Portland. Yeah. But um, B.C., that would be before COVID. Carrie used to come and do concerts here. In addition to the big Liberty music festivals, Carrie used to be for all kinds of music, and um, it's a total joy. Okay, this is uh, someone new. Hi. To me. Yeah, hi. My name is Renee Rapier, and I am happy to represent the uh, singing aspect of chamber <laughs> music for this festival. I'm a mezzo-soprano, and I'm based out of Philly. All right. We've got New York, Boston, Philly, and New Haven, and New Haven Connecticut. <laughs> I'm a Philadelphian at heart. I moved to the States to go to school in Philadelphia, oh. so I'm jealous that Renee is in Philly. Right. I love Philly, yeah. Of course, I'm from New York and lived in Boston, but not New Haven, so. Yes. And I'm Mark Berger. I'm the violist for the festival, and I come from Boston as well. Right. Boston area. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, all of these people are professional musicians. Now, if you came into the studio right now, you might wonder because they look like normal people. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> I, I was surprised to see how uh, one of the folks in this room is the same height as I am. And I said, I didn't realize that. And this person said... Uh, well, uh, first of all, I would like to add, uh, good things come in small packages. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I agree. However, uh, my days of spike heels are over, whereas you're still in them. So I never saw how, sh how good package, what a good package you are. So, so um, folks... Who is new here for the first time? Renee, I think you're the only one. Is that right? Yes. Have you right. been to Astoria before or the West no, Coast? No, I've been to, um, only time I was in uh, Oregon was in Eugene um, many years ago. So I was 
I was just blown away by the beauty of it, and I was I've been looking forward to coming here uh, before the postponement, years. and so it's it's really a dream to be here, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, how did you hook up with uh, the rest of this crew? Ah, we actually met at the Newport Music Festival. Um, so we were stuck on a, uh, not stuck, we were, <laughs> <laughs> oops, we were stuck in a mansion by the ocean. Oh, wah, wah. oh but, <laughs> <life was stuck. laughs> No, but it was a wonderful couple of summers of, of great music and hearing, hearing all of these um, musicians uh, just kind of blew my mind. So I was very happy to move out to the East Coast um, and be closer in general and then uh, so happy to join them out here. Where were you from originally? Uh, I've been all over. I'm from Iowa, but I was living in the Bay Area for about 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. to clarify for folks around here, she's talking about Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, oh sorry. Right. Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is Astoria. Yeah. <laughs> There's Newport, Oregon, right down the road here. Good, good point, Carrie. Good point. Thank you. Um, so what are we going to be? How, how is this? How did you put all these fabulous musicians together well, in terms um, of the program? It's difficult to say. Uh, I mean, I've, I've known everybody for, for quite some time. And, for example, Renee, I was dreaming about bringing her uh, here for a couple of years, and finally <laughs> it worked out. Um, so a lot, of it, a lot of the program comes from the artists because um, I, mm. I know who I'm... Ah. want to invite and then right. uh, but a lot of that is also just uh, you know walking by the table and then having an idea just put it on a on a paper mm-hmm. um, folks are making fun of me but I'm <laughs> old school like the whole festival is just pencil on paper Sergey is not kidding this is Jennifer um, <laughs> half of the programming was sent to me scrawled on a cocktail napkin and then texted <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it is, you know. <laughs> it's you having an idea, and exa- exactly, and a napkin is next by, and That's I'm putting it, it down. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mark is making fun of my schedule the second year because it's a very complicated um, uh, pieces of paper. Um, and I, I, Mark, I tried. You see, you noticed it's, the change. It's much, it's much neater exactly. this year than last year. <laughs> I have to say. So um, that's that's what makes it special for me it's just on paper but as, as i said if it wasn't for jennifer liberty and community it would stay on paper and mm. that's so special. did some of you um suggest to uh sergey what you'd like to um play yeah i mean we we're it's a kind of democratic process and uh, for example in one of our medicine concerts we're going to be playing a quartet not by the famous Felix Mendelssohn but by his sister Fanny. Oh yes. And yes. this is a piece that I had been wanting to play for a very long time and I had suggested it to to Sergey and lo and behold it appeared on one of the programs for the summer. So I'm very excited. W- was it on a cocktail napkin? Uh, or possibly. <laughs> yeah. I'm Elias and nobody asked me anything. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me play my my violin for you. You, you play this, you play that, you play this. And, you know. and now, he has the most notes to play. play. I'm sure. And um, uh, for anybody who hasn't been here before, Sergei said he's known these folks for a while. Um, what's, how long have you known Ilya? 
since the third grade. Yeah. <laughs> and, and isn't that amazing, folks? That's now why th I don't ask him about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I earned the right. <laughs> so, so give us some examples of, of these, uh, the various programs, because I see sometimes it's two pianos or this and that. What do we right. got? Um, we've got uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, we're going to open with with uh, uh, Brahms sort of a double weekend uh, tomorrow, mm. Saturday, and Sunday. And um, uh, it, there's a, a bunch of stuff. And, and you know, we're going to have a um, Schubert concert, and we're going to have a big chamber music concert, and then uh, just check check it out. May I add, uh, <laughs> all the beautiful composers, Felix Mendelssohn, um, his sister Fanny, then a Schubert, um, all Schubert concert, also Saint-Saëns, Chausson, all the uh, top hits of classical music will be performed here in Astoria. I love it. The okay, top hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's hired. Oh. <laughs> And a few of the concerts are um, set up a little differently than you might be used to. Um, the Schubertiad is going to be in our McTavish room. It's very intimate and sort of in the style that you would have seen the works of Schubert at the time. Um, and we are also doing the Mendelssohn's 180 show is also in the McTavish room. Uh, we set it up to be like a theater in the round. So our audience is going to be all around the musicians. So you are getting a perspective that you wouldn't normally get just having them on stage and you being in the audience. Nice. Folks, again, um, libertyastoria.org. And then just follow various prompts. And you can get your tickets right online. Can they still get packages? Or Yeah. So you can get various kinds of packages or you can just pick individual concerts. Don't miss this opportunity. Are we talking about next weekend, too, here? Which talking sure. About uh, I mean, like, I see a coming in to... Yes. Yeah, sure. I th uh, uh, incredible pianist. And you get these two sitting together in the same bench. <gasps> and it's, it's oh, just, my God. It's, uh, and then... Um, Bernadine yeah. Blache is coming in. Misha Kaling is flying in. So we, we still have a, a bunch of people coming in. Um, Asia is going to play a whole bunch of list. I've heard her oh. do it, and it's unbelievable. And she wrote a brand new piano quintet that's going to be premiered on our oh. final concert. And that will be on the twenty sixth, I presume, which mm -hmm. is it's, uh, it's a I Sunday. think on a Ukrainian yep. on a Ukrainian theme. I uh, it's a, on a Ukrainian folk song um, basis uh, based on the Ukrainian folk song. Uh, I marvel at the sky, and it's one of my favorite songs. So is is Asia also Ukrainian? I don't think so, but I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but but she's the one who wrote the piece. Yes. Correct. Yes. Why did I you think in in support? Um, I I think uh, she described the piece there are, uh, as there are five stages of grief. So she incorporated in uh, in that piece. So we are looking forward to work on it and um, and uh, then share it with the audience. Here. So you recognized the folk. Melody uh, the, folk tune, uh, the melody, yes, it's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Just as an innocent bystander, I've, I've been seeing some of the communications is going back and forth. The parts just came out. So 
she was in the process of writing it, and I, she had a computer crash. So oh, she had to start all, not all over again, but uh, there was a certain amount of rewriting that had to be done there. Wow. So. Right. It'll be right. a brand new piece. And we're <laughs> brand new Twice. piece. And, <laughs> and again, we're talking about um, professionals, uh, musicians, performers who know the show must go on, right? Unless there's a pandemic. But other than that, and even then, you made it happen last year somewhat. But um, the idea that you step in and make things work. So, Renee, um, what are you going to be singing and... Which one of these um, lovely musicians will you be singing with? Well, I'm lucky enough to be working primarily, for the most part, with Carrie. And we had our first rehearsal today. And despite my jet lag, I think things went pretty well. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to singing lots of things that I, I should have sung a million years ago and just haven't oh, gotten around like to what? it. Um, I've never sung Schubert, uh, except for the Ave Maria so I'm doing a, um, a bit of Schubert, a bit of Rachmaninoff, which I've never sung before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucky nobody here speaks Russian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll get some notes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then the um, the Chosson I've done before, but I have not done the Respighi. Um, Il Tramonto is something that I've wanted to do since college. Uh, so I'm getting the opportunity to sing and kind of do these things that I've never had the chance to do. And Sergio was kind enough to prompt me with the theme of the concert or the composer we're working with. And I, I was able to have complete freedom as far as what to present. So I, mm. I really do feel um, that this has just been a, a wonderful opportunity for me as an artist personally. Mm-hmm. And then to do it with this caliber of, of musician is, is um, just yeah. a, yeah, it's wonderful. That's why we keep Carrie around, because he can play anything. <laughs> yes, he can. Anything, right? Am I right? You know, and does. He just, uh, whether, who's ever piano we're playing on, perhaps your own, actually. Yeah, yeah that's right. Up in the McTavish room, it's Carrie's piano. I think there's a big sign. Carrie's pen. <laughs> Mark, what is um, what's special for you um, as the only violist? Uh, yeah, well, um, it's I mean, it's just so great to get back here and to play with all these people that I many of whom I met at the Newport Festival. Um, some of whom I did not, um, and like Carrie, I'll be playing the Brahms songs with Carrie and Renee uh, oh, yes, tom- to tomorrow. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was very excited about that. <laughs> he went through and congratulated everyone in the room playing oh, with you except me. Oh, yeah. Aren't you used to it as a violist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the viola slot. Like, it, it comes with it comes with a cliff. Wait, right. oh God! Wait a second. I I know I only know banjo and accordion jokes. I never heard viola. Oh, You're amazing. Oh. How much time do we have? <laughs> there it's really aren't one. any. It's day one. It's day one. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you can see that in addition to fabulous music, um, there is also, I, I don't know, are you allowed to express your sense of humor on stage? Carrie always does. Uh, Sergey and Ilya do too. Ilya usually keeps this poker face. But if you listen, oh my God, he slays you. So you got to be careful. I have a funny Ilya story. I always end up being the page turner uh, because it's a terrifying job. And one of my favorite Ilya moments, as we were walking out on stage and I'm sweating profusely, very nervous, he turns to me and he says, don't mess up. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's that kind of guy. Just a real nice guy. Okay, folks, again, this is Third Dimension. What is the title? Uh, yeah, why? What is that? Well, the Third Dimension is kind of a, a COVID child. Um, mm. So the idea is, um, the idea of the title is a celebration of the human relationship, personal human relationship. We were stuck for so long in front of the computers and screens and virtual teaching and concerts. And that cocktail napkins. Cocktail <laughs> napkins. Uh, it, I'll show you the first <laughs> ideas. They are written with markers. and uh, Yeah, so the third dimension was a, a sort of, in my mind, celebration of that, you know, personal human relationships and hugs and talks mm. and conversations and... Mm and live audience and live music. Nice. And thankfully, the, the pandemic proved that it cannot be replaced. No matter what technology we have, no matter how sophisticated yeah. it is, it will never replace it. Live music. So yeah. even though it was born during COVID, it will go on, hopefully, Great. as a celebration of all of us. Celebration of community of music, of the arts, of healing, of being together, of friendship. And um, thank you all for coming in, for being here on KMUN. Uh, again, folks, you've been listening to uh, seven of the performers <laughs> coming up in the next two weeks, and there's three more coming. Uh, Sergei Antonov, Ilya Kazantsov. Uh, Mark Berger, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> Solomia Ivakiv. Yes, very good. Close. I put accent marks. Uh, Renee, yours should be easy, but I don't know if you pronounce it in the <laughs> French way. Or like the sword. <laughs> Ra rapier? Rapier, yeah. Rapier. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Crockett and Carrie Lewis. Thank you so much for coming in, folks. Third Dimension Classical Music Festival begins tomorrow evening, runs through the 26th at the Liberty Theater, 12th and Commercial. Go to libertyastoria.org and um, buy everything or buy something. <laughs> Try it out early, and if you like it, come on back. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I have some music from... Judy and Doug Smith, and uh, they are going to be playing at the Coaster as part of the uh, Sunday concerts, Sunday house concerts, this Sunday. Stay tuned, folks. Lots more guests. Wonderful stuff coming up. This is Carol with Arts Live and Local. Touch with 
one thing for me to do, that's to keep on trying to get home to you. And I Just like the sun above, I come shining through. Oh, yes, I keep on trying. I'm tired of crying. I've got to find a way to get on home to you. Yes, that was. <laughs> Nothing like live radio, folks, right? We love live radio. And it's a good thing because that's what we've got. And I've got two guests here. And that is uh, great because now they'll each have time to really um, tell us what's going on. This is very exciting also. And it's... Um, Tomorrow, opening for the Astoria Art Walk at the Anita Building, which is 1312 Commercial. It's on the north side of the street. Large open space. Uh, one of my guests, Liz Harris, is a local artist. Aren't you a musician, too? Yeah. Yeah, I... I thought so. <laughs> I, I forget that. Liz Harris, welcome. Thank you. And, uh, and Liz uh, took that space and made it just gorgeous so that she could bring in um, some very exciting exhibits. And this, it's, an, it's, it's more than an exhibit. And Patricia Vasquez Gomez, now you say it. It, got it. Is that <laughs> close enough? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm just going to call her Patti, though, because that's, perfect. that's <laughs> what you go by. Uh, Patti is here, who put together this uh, very powerful show called, well, it's spelled B-O-R-D-E-R, large X-E-R. I'm saying border crosser. Is that's that perfect. what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And... Um, how did this come together? Um, did you, you guys have done a show in the past? So 
what happened? Did you come up with an idea of what you wanted to do, Patti, and you spoke to Liz, or Liz, did you solicit this? Or I was definitely bugging Pat. I wanted to work with Patti again because we worked together on the Fote Choch show. Which was um, fabulous. By Stephanie Littlebird last year. We applied mm-hmm. for the grant to get that going. Um, and I had Border Crosser, there was a version of the show that happened in Portland. Mm-hmm. And at the Paragon Gallery that I saw, and I was really, I found it just, uh, just really moving. And uh, I think I, I think I said a couple years ago that you should do anything you want at this space. <laughs> and then you said, you know, I think there is a, mm-hmm. uh, well, why don't you take over? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna um, move you so you can actually. All three of us oh. can see each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why see. don't you turn your chair? Right now we are sitting like if we were in the movies. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Didn't have much time between yeah, guests. That's, there that's we perfect. go. Now okay. we can stay on the mic, but we can also talk yeah. to one another. Perfect. So, Patti, tell us. Yeah. Well, the, the, the original version of this show happened in Portland two years ago. And um, I spent a lot of time building that show, maybe five years from when I had the seed of it to when it already became a reality. And it showed in the Paragon Gallery for maybe six weeks. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, is the show that's been most attended at that gallery. A lot of people saw it. Um, classes, like teachers were bringing their classes to see the show from like high schools and universities. Um, so it got a lot of attention, and it made an impression, I think, in a lot of people, as as Liz said. And after that experience, I felt like it would be worth to take the show to other places. Good. Um, and I, and I think Liz and I had that conversation, and there was some back okay. and forth. <laughs> finally, <laughs> well, happened. now that we've kind of talked around it, who wants to? Did you bring that statement, by the way, to read? Um, I have it. Oh, okay. But but I feel like it's Patti's words. If okay. You want to read. Yeah, it's my words, but they're going to be on Liz's voice. Oh, um, you want, okay. Patti okay. wants me to read it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was beautiful. And uh, um, so, yeah, so folks know what we're talking about. I mean, right there with the title and the fact that it's powerful, you can start imagining. Okay. So these are Patti's words in this statement for the show. There are many forms of crossing, of stepping over boundaries, of exploding the limits that restrict our movements, affections, talents, knowledges, and dreams. Border crossers are the animals that move freely through the territory that sustains them. Border crossers are those who thrive over tyrannic gender rules. Border crossers are those who love despite heteronormative prescriptions. Border crossers are migrants and refugees looking for dignity. Border crossers are those choosing life over death. Border crosser is anybody who refuses to be subdued, reduced, broken, or fragmented. Every time you step into forbidden territory, you cross a border. Every time you challenge oppression, you cross a border. Every time you defy an inhumane law, you cross a border. In a system that threatens to take away our individual and collective lives and spirits, Becoming a border crosser is not only necessary, but inescapable. Yeah. And then, 
I copied and the last two sentences ask the lookers, what borders do you still have to cross and what would it take for you to cross them? Mm-hmm. So what, um, what you've done in this exhibit what I stopped by so I could get some idea seems focused on what we consider a literal mm-hmm. border, mm-hmm. Uh, especially the desert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but in that reading that Liz just gave us, we see that it expands to so much more of life. Mm-hmm. And if we think about it, most of us, are doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you kind of curl up in a corner. And mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the exhibit, mm-hmm. and then from your own, mm-hmm. what borders do you still have to cross, mm-hmm. Patti? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, many, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, well, the, the show, it's, it focuses in the Sonoran Desert. I've spent time there. Um, I, I uh, went there three times, and I stayed like for a week or something, camping actually four, border, four miles from the border, and, uh, and just exploring the landscape, following migrant trails. So a lot of what's in the show is a result of my time there and then extra research that I did uh, when I was in there. So it, it takes a look at, at that very specific area. But in, in a larger sense, the, the show is trying to address borders in a more expansive way because the, the narrative around borders has been co-opted to a certain degree uh, to talk about the, the, the lines that divide nation states. Um, but in my you know, vision, <laughs> in my worldview, Borders um, have many different forms. They take many different shapes. And they're not only physical or geographical, but they're also psychological, emotional, social. And I feel like particularly queer people have a very um, uh, direct experience with the kind of borders we have to cross in order to become ourselves, Mm -hmm. in order to reclaim ourselves. and the show, you know, in the end, is an invitation to think about border crossings are very essential acts that we all have to engage in in order to become, in order to thrive, in order, in order to be. Because limits are imposed on us constantly since we're born until we die. And if we don't trespass those limits, we just don't, as you say, we're curled up mm-hmm. as a ball in a corner and we don't become anything. Um, so, so the show it's like addresses borders in this larger sense, and I'm not the first one who's thought of this. Of course, um, I've, I've been influenced by the work of a of a really incredible performance artist, Guillermo Gomez Peña, who's of Mexican origin, by the writings of Gloria Saldua, by Ocean Wong, by Hemi mm. Ki, K Baba. So I've read a lot about people who's been thinking about this and, and you know those that's been all very influential work into making this happen can you tell us a little bit about your 
personal background? Yeah, I am um, I'm from Mexico City. I've lived in the U.S. for 20 years. And uh, and I'm, my life has been marked by having to cross the U.S.-Mexico border. Fortunately, I'm privileged to be documented, and I've always been documented. So I've never had any trouble like traveling back and forth from the U.S., but crossing that border, and I've done it so many times, that I feel like it has had it has shaped my life in mm-hmm. in very fundamental ways. Um, so the show is also like a personal um, thing for me that tries to address that part of my life. Um, I said I've lived in the U.S. for like twenty years. Ten of those years I've been in Portland. Um, yeah, I. And you in the show, you also incorporated the stories of some of your friends. Yeah. And um, there is a video that's based on the accounts of four Portland residents who had to travel the, who had to cross the Sonoran Desert in order to get to the U.S. and eventually to Portland. Um, And those are really close friends of mine. Mm -hmm. I knew that they had done those trips. So when I uh, started building the show, I knew who I needed to talk to in order to get those stories. So did you put the film together, the video together? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I shoot that video for the most part, and then I it's a, put it together. It's, yeah. it's wonderful, and it's. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to just spending time just in front of that video mm-hmm. and watching, because in addition to all of the images, including that snake, and the snake trying to cross the border, that was a whole other discussion, all of the animals, the wildlife who were set against borders, but also you have the statements from your friends, but not in linear mm-hmm. fashion. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it, it's very powerful. And then can you describe what those big the, lists? The curtains. Uh, um, the, the, like a big part of the show, it's taken up by... Um, these records that the Pima Medical County examiner keeps, um, the Pima County lies on the Sonoran Desert. And they started keeping records on 2004, if I'm right. And there's more than 3,000, um, not names necessarily, but like entries in that, Description. Um, in okay. that, in that um, spreadsheet, huge spreadsheet. And it's of the remains, pretty much, that they find in the desert. Mm. So it's all the people that they found and and in, in just Pima County, which is like a small part of the Sonoran Desert. It's not even like the whole desert. But and it's just from 2004 to 2014. 2014, yeah. yeah. So in 10 years, in that one small area, yeah. 3,000 people died. Mm-hmm. In at least. Those At are least the ones that because were found. There's a really good um, radio lab show, and I will probably try to find it again to make it available, that speaks about what happens to a body when, when it dies in the desert. Mm. And what they found is that it actually disappears very quickly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. first come the ants, then the scavengers. So within days, there's nothing left of a mm-hmm. body. So this is just what wow. they, they have been able to find. So it doesn't account for anything that, you know, the, the environment. Yeah. Um, 
So um, in case anyone's feeling like, I don't know if I want to go there, <laughs> this sounds pretty, pretty heavy. It is heavy, but it is also uplifting. Um, there are some wonderful photos, and there's also a creation that is happening right now, mm-hmm. which uh, if you get there early enough, you might get one of the images. So, um, folks, this is opening tomorrow, and I think... I wrote down, but I'm not sure. The hours? The hours, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go from 4 to 7. 4 to 7. Okay, and so uh, June 11th, but the good part is this is going to stay, this show will stay up, as did your last one, all the way through September 10th. Don't wait till September 10th, because you're going (laughs) to want to go back, because it's... uh, it's, the space, the Anita Building, 1312 Commercial, is also a very meditative space, and this exhibit will definitely put you there. Liz, thank you so much um, for doing this. Uh, are you making art these days? Or Good music? question. I mean, uh, yeah, I just, uh, well, I just toured performing music for uh-huh. the last month and a half. Oh, well, um, that, that's definitely. And I yeah. give it. I have a drawing that's going to be on the cover of an art magazine that Ooh. I'm excited about. Yeah. But I haven't actually made a drawing in a couple months. Mm-hmm. I, I take rest periods. <laughs> I'm right. looking forward to more rest periods. Well, but. thank you for uh, balancing that, creating art, but also creating a space to be able to bring someone like um, Patty and Patricia oh, well. Vasquez Gomez. Yeah. With Border Crosser, B O R D E R X E R, and uh, you can you know you can peek in the window, but you need to go inside in order to see, um, be able to see, and feel uh, how powerful this is. And I just want to um, give you a chance if there's something else you want to say, but I also want to mention um, what. What I so much appreciate is you look at the social functions of art and the intersections between art, politics, and ethics, and community, mm-hmm. and working on immigrant rights and social justice in the U.S. and Mexico. Um, I am honored to have you here at the Thank studio. You, and Liz, anytime. <laughs> I met Liz when she was first doing art here, and I... Bought a piece of her art right it, away. Yeah. I loved it. Still have it. So, anything else? Just some quick bureaucratic stuff. Yes. Uh, I just want to tell people the open hours if they can't make sure. it tomorrow. Um, on weekends, um, from midday to five, we'll have open hours. And if you did have a school group or wanted for mm. some other reason to yes. see it during the week, you can always email me. Um, and the email's on the Instagram, but I'll say it here again, the Anita Building at Gmail. So, mm-hmm. um, and I can open it up in the afternoon or morning if you have a. Great. Yeah. This is a day that works better. Be an for excellent. You. And we should also thank the Oregon Community, no, Oregon Humanities and the Forger Brewery because they right. um, Help, gave sponsor. us financial support Good. to make for it sure. possible. Good. Good. Thank you both so much for coming in. Thanks for putting the show together. And, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it when it's complete. Okay. 
Thanks Thank for having you, us. Yeah. Thanks, Patti. <laughs> Liz Harris and Patti. Patricia Vasquez Gomez with Border Crosser at the Anita Building 1312 Commercial in Astoria. Folks, I've got some music for you. And actually, I do want to say um, that there is another show happening at the Astoria Visual Arts that uh, uh, celebrating Pride Month with interdisciplinary artists Fritha Strand and Leif Lee. Or life. Um, and uh, I think you might just don't forget tomorrow all day is Art Walk and now let's see if I can get this fabulous music started I have one more guest who um, oh boy no 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 <laughs> How lucky we are this Sunday evening at Kala. And on the phone for just a few minutes, I have one of the three fabulous musicians, singers. Bridget Boyle is here with me. I hope. Hi, Bridget. Hi there. <laughs> okay, you are here. Good. I am here, yes. Okay. Well, um, I've been listening to this music most of my life, but there are people who are going, whoa, that is so gorgeous, all those harmonies. What's going on? So <laughs> welcome to KMUN. You've been in Astoria numerous times, including yeah. with Kitka way back, um, back in the old days. But tell us about this fabulous music that True Life Trio sings. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on today. Um, the song that you're hearing is called and it's a song from Northern Macedonia. Um, and we, True Life Trio, did an arrangement and a collaboration with a instrumentalist named Gary Hegedis. And um, that song is featured on our album, Like Never and Like Always. And um, yeah, it's been, we, True Life Trio sings music from Eastern Europe and other uh, folk traditions. We do some Cajun music, we do Americana music, um, basically anything we can put our three voices on and harmonize with. So, is, is it true uh, that uh, you speak 10 languages or you sing in 10 languages? You know, it's actually interesting. <laughs> I, I did a count for the concert that we'll be doing on Sunday, and I think it's over. It's 
somewhere in the realm of 15 languages, <gasps> oh maybe God. even more than that. Um. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, it's, um, it's the harmonies are tight, and these three women, Bridget, Leslie, and Juliana, have been singing together how long? Oh, well, we, we first started singing together. Um, I joined Kika, the latest of uh, Julie and Leslie. So 2004 was kind of the first time we really sang together. And then the trio started in 2010. So we've been, the trio's been in existence for 12 years. And you tour. Um, and each, yeah. d- each of you has your own um, life, musical life as well. But you, yeah. all, you all sing. You're on guitar and Leslie's on violin, and Juliana is uh, accordion. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I, I think I read that you just came out with, uh, what was it, a solo album or what? You know, yeah. I've actually. This will be my. I'm working on my third solo album, wow. um, and. Uh, yes, I'm in the studio right now. Well, not right now. Right yeah. now I'm at a friend's house. But, uh, in general, right now, I, I, I've been working on a new project called Heartbreak Residue. And I know and Julie and her band have released a couple of albums. Um, and Leslie's got some other projects as well. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of all juggle multiple projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but But the trio has certainly become a really foundational part of each of our musical lives and it's um it's a very I, I must say our, our the relationship that we have to each other um, is it's very special and it, mm-hmm. it, it's it feels um, unique and 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 uh, kind of sacred in my life mm-hmm. you know it's it's been a really um, incredible journey with these women. Well, you know when for as an audience member because um, I was there last time you played at Kala in Astoria yep. and. Um, we can feel it. We can feel mm. the. It's a really uh, close and caring and respectful, and um, good friends as well as. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think that makes the music better, <laughs> and the harmonies. You know, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, somebody did ask whether you would be doing any Ukrainian uh, songs this Sunday night. Yes, we have um, two Ukrainian songs on the program this, this time, yeah. Um, you know, Ukraine, uh, we, we all have a special relationship to Ukraine. Um, we've been singing music from Ukraine for many, many years mm-hmm. and also have had the opportunity to travel there a couple mm-hmm. of times and spend time in some of the villages and in the, in the larger cities and um, have worked with multiple, you know, Ukrainian singing mentors through our work with Kitka, and then also um, on our own, we worked with um, Nadia Tarnovsky, who's kind of local to the, well, she's she lived in Seattle for a while, but mm-hmm. she's an American-Ukrainian um, person, and she's, you know, a song carrier and, and teacher, right. and so we've got a long-standing, um, very deep relationship with, with the music of Ukraine and the, and mm-hmm. the people of Ukraine, really. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's always a, uh, a a great honor to continue to share the music and to keep the folk culture alive. In fact, Nadia, one of the things that Nadia said regarding singing the music right now and teaching it is like it's so important to be sharing mm-hmm. the music continually to keep the folk culture alive. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, one of the things that gets the most challenged during these times. Right. And um, we are 
Uh, we have th- <laughs> we have twenty seconds left, so I'm going to have to oh. let you go and just tell folks. Great. Um, uh, what is it? Brown paper tickets. Brownpapertickets.com. You can get a ticket for True Life Trio at Kala this Sunday evening, seven thirty p.m. You can try showing up at the door, and there may be tickets available. Um, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing you, and I've got to go. And uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Bridget Boyle from True Life Trio. This is Carol signing off, and stay tuned, folks, for more from KMUN. And don't forget, tomorrow is an art walk, and uh, John Stoll's going to be at the Performing Arts Center across the river. And Doug and Judy in the coaster, and lots more happening. Thanks.